Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colm Duff, and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we talk through uh, what turned out to be a, a lot more of a dramatic win uh, than we were all expecting or hoping for against uh, Partick Thistle at the time of recording. Half eight on Sunday night, the drama still going on as that that defeat actually was the final nail in the coffin of Ian McCall, who's just been sat here to dissect the game and talk through some of the very, very many talking points. Um, a couple of them that are really splitting opinion. First of all, David Thomason. David, how are you? Yeah, fine. I, I, I love the game, I must admit. And as soon as it was finished, there was a, on the that VIA play was, was a, a programme over Graham Zunas. So I sat and watched that as well, and it was really, really thoroughly enjoyed that as well. So I would have had a good wee time to myself. I was just saying beforehand, I wish I shared your optimism. I've, I'm like a bus couch today. I had one too many of the old Alcra Pops last night, so I didn't have another offer in me um, by the time I got to, go to 26. Also joining me for the Deep South, Mason, how are you, mate? Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for us on. Um, yeah, feel a little bit different to Davy T. I was just couldn't wait for that final whistle, to be honest, yeah. But I agree with you, Colin. I didn't expect that game going like it did in the end. But uh, the most important thing is we're in the, the next round. That's it. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as we get there, I suppose, in the end. And last and by no means least, joining us for Eslovian, Davy P. How are you? I am good. It's West Lothian Con. Oh, it's all the fucking same with me. If it, if it doesn't have a G postcode, I don't care. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, I hope you're going to name this one the Malik Tillman Show because Big Malik is an absolute star. I just love that guy. He was superb today. Superb. All the way to the end and he's he's tackled just about uh, you know 10 minutes to go to, with the boy in front of the East Enclosure. Absolutely, just put the cherry right on the cake. Fantastic. So if you're going to talk about anything other than Malik Tillman, do let me know. There's a special Magic Malik segment at the end, don't you worry. Mm -hmm. And before we kick off, of course, hello to all the listeners watching live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, particularly the three gentlemen who have just commented on my red face. As I said, I'm a busboy. What you see is what you get with me tonight, I'm afraid, my friends. But as always... 
If you can find us a like um, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're getting the podcast, a wee like or subscribe, even a share, be much appreciated. So let's kick off, gentlemen. Uh, David T, I'll come to you first. There was a couple of changes in the, the lineup today, and Michael Beale did say that they weren't going to be wholesale, but there would have been um, a, a wee bit of rotation. So the notable inclusions were James Sands in at centre-half, Antonio Cholak on up front, um, and we've seen the kind of three between the midfield and attack, uh, Tillman, Camwell and Hadji all feature. What was your thoughts on on the lineup um, initially? Well, I think the way it turned out, I think it was too much, uh, too too many. Uh, I think even Bill said himself that he probably made. I think I think we underrated Patrick Thistle. I think I think uh, that was a, a big problem, and maybe maybe it was a bit disrespectful to do that. I don't know, but, but we certainly uh, we certainly weren't weren't up for what what Patrick Thistle were going to throw is in the first half. And for me. The big disappointment was Kamara and uh, and Barisic. They they just were so slow on the ball the first time, the first half. It took them ages to to, to pass the ball, and 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 because they were they everything was slowing down to them, and and Cantwell couldn't get into the game really because they were so slow. And no, just it was it wasn't it wasn't a great first half. But I mean, I, I still enjoyed the. Quite enjoyed watching Patrick Thistle because I, I really, they really surprised me, and uh, they, they, they certainly deserved to go in at, at half time one 0 up. That was uh, that's a hundred percent because they, they they played better than Rangers in the first half. I obviously it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't for McGregor. If it wasn't for McGregor, I think we're going to come on that actually. But if it wasn't for him, then it would be more than one. No, definitely, and we're obviously going to always look at it. Um, for a Rangers point of view, and Rangers weren't good enough, but you can't you can't take it away from Patrick Thistle for particularly in the first half. I thought they've came out and Mason they've probably caught us by surprise. I think when I'm trying to understand maybe why Michael Beals went with what he's went with, maybe he was expecting ten men across the eighteen yard line, having Hadji, Campbell and uh Tillman, sorry. Uh Maybe thinking like try and walk out playing through the lines, but it's not quite worked because Party Fissel did try and take the game. It was a wee bit they were pushing for the forward, and I just thought we lacked that energy middle to front. Yeah, that they were brave and, and fair play to them. I think they've shown uh, put a lot of teams in our, our own division, um, you know, and shown shown them what they are because they come with two up top. But uh, the boy up front calls Sands and Davis a lot of problems in the air. I don't think Sands against them want a header. Um, all night, and, and I'm not saying the goal. Obviously, you know, we'll come on to that. That weren't his either. But um, yeah, they were brave. Um, agree with David T. I think there was with a three. We went. They're just too similar. I think that's what Bill needs. We, he's tried it a few times now. Um, had he looked miles off it, uh, didn't I was surprised actually he started because I thought he looked a little bit rusty, which is expected. It was obviously a you know a terrible injury he got. Um, but yeah, to see him in there. Um, and Cholak is just completely different to Morelos as well. I think if you're going to go with Cholak, you need to play Sakala and Kent. He needs legs in, in and around him. And and in the first half, you've got Tillman and Campbell a couple of times mm-hmm. made the same run. Um, and, and actually, uh, Raskin and Kamara as well at times in, in that first half are both trying to do the same job. So that might be 
you know, something that we look, you know, go, going forward. But um, yeah, fair play to, to, to Fizzle because I think, you know, as, as I was really frustrated with us first half. They were very good and, 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 and you know, we'll come on to the, the goal they scored. But I think they, they deserved the lead, which again, another game for us at Agrox, I think it was another first half where, we, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not clicking as well as we are away from home. David P, what was your thoughts on the selection and the first half as well? And I'll be honest, the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought we were, we were looking quite promising, um, but it did peter out and party officials ended up getting the better, better of the chances in the first half. Well, I was uh, calling for the, the changes, you know, to ring the changes for today's game. So I got what I'd hoped for, really. Uh, what I am surprised at, that Rangers were surprised because... We know Partick Thistle coming. You know they brought what two and a half thousand fans. They were uh, they were quite vocal in the ground. This is their cup final, so if we are caught, if we're surprised by the way that they start the game. You know when they're snapping into challenges, then uh, you really have to question that. You know where we're at because that. Why would we be surprised by the way Partick Thistle started that game? It's uh, we knew exactly. Well, I knew anyway exactly how they would come out, and, and you know they would be uh, firing in all cylinders. They would be trying to catch his cold, and and you know to a large extent they did. But that's more to do with Rangers than Partick Thistle. I, I I do think as as the boys have said that Thistle played quite well in the first half, but but they're Partick Thistle. I think most of the problems we were encountering were of our own making. So I think we. Uh, we eventually got to grips with the game, and 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 the second half just turned in, turned a bit mental at, at times. But it, it certainly made for an interesting watch. I uh, sure did. Um, just on the in the first half, before we come to the the party goal, um, and the I'll be looking for you gentlemen who watched on telly to give me a bit of clarity on what actually mm-hmm. happened with the penalty. But before that, McGregor had two excellent saves. David, you touched on them. Um, one for a party free kick and the other one, Rangers were just ball watching and it actually looked, I said the club and reared, it looked as if there was maybe two or three lining up for that ball coming in. Two fantastic saves for McGregor. As you say, really kept us in, in the game in the first half. Take yourself off mute. Sorry. Um, I think part of the problem was there's just no speed in the in the team that the in the in the first half. You've got Hadji's not the fastest. I don't think Cantwell's the fastest. Uh no, Tillman can can move, but I think I think there was just no speed in the in, in the team. And Cholak isn't the isn't the quickest either. So I think with that, their their goal, um no, it was uh, the, the free kick, first of all, was was a well worth free kick and it, it had McGregor really struggling and a great save, but he had to make up a lot of ground to get across to that side. Because I mean, I was expecting the the other boy to take the free kick as well, and I don't I thought he was going to, the the player that hit it was going to actually just run over it, uh, but he didn't. He he hit it and it was going it was going into the corner. McGregor had to 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 make up a lot of ground to get it, and the other save he made as well, which actually led to the to the the, the penalty decision. Um, no, that was a, that was a good. As I say, it, it couldn't have been well if, if they'd have scored the. If McGregor hadn't made that mistake, they wouldn't have got the penalty because it was in the same sort of a move. But um, it, they, they could have been quite easily two 0 up at half time, quite easily. Mason, um, 
give me a bit of clarity for me and the listeners. So I'm I'm no long in for the game. I'll be honest. Um, I've seen very few snippets yet, but I've not actually seen the the penalty. I brooks um, the, the games the other end went on the other end of the pitch. We see that he's checking his, but you don't at the game you don't know what he's checking. You just see him like holding his his earpiece, um, waiting to be told something. So and then penalty checking, and you have no idea what's going on. So give me a bit of clarity, please. Oh, it's a ridiculous decision, Colin. Um, another one uh, that VAR. I can't believe that they're getting wrong. Um, Trollet just jumps, goes to protect himself as you do, and he's turned. The ball's gone over him, he's turned, and he's, I just can't see, you know, his arm, he's, he's so close to the, the, the where the guy heads it down. He can't move your arm. It's, it's, it's impossible. So how would they give a penalty for that? Um, I, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just, this handball rule is just a mess um, because, you know, you see some yesterday in the Premier League that that, 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 that get given and, and some don't get given. And one minute saying that's blatant penalty and, you know, I don't know if anyone sees Suchek yesterday um, at West Ham where he literally he pulls off a goalkeeper save, yet it doesn't get given. But today we're getting penalised with, with that. It's, it, it was a, a, you know, a, it was like the referee, even when he looks at it, I'm trying to work out what he's sort of seen, you know, to, to give a penalty. And if you are going to give a penalty, you've got to give uh, Trollak a book in as well because it would have to be a deliberate handball. So, you know, again, you know, the, there was a few decisions today, but that one... Um, was was the worst. It was it was never a penalty, and uh, I feel like there's been so much in the media of late about us not having penalties given against us. I feel like it was inevitable. I just hope that it, it hasn't cost us today, and there isn't one that they're desperate to give in, in two weeks' time because I think that that is everything that's in the media lately is being built up for for two weeks' time. I just hope it's it's out of the way today. But yeah, an absolutely uh, ridiculous decision by by VAR and the referee. But just, just to be fair to Partick Thistle, none of the penalties were penalties. The Tillman penalty wasn't a penalty either. The foul was outside the box. Tillman dived inside the box. So none of them were penalties. If it was anything, I don't really think it was anything, to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 if it was anything, it was outside the box and it should never have been a penalty. And it got, the Farrell looked at that as well, so I don't know how they came away with that one. The, the, the actual foul was about three yards outside the box. If it was a foul. Well, I think I've got an answer for you, Davy, um, and I'll come to you, Davy P. Um, I think the reason both were given is because it's nothing to do with, with VAR. Um, the technology will work fine, but it's the same idiots that use the technology who made the decisions. Um, what was your thoughts on the on the penalty incidents? Uh, oh, I didn't see their penalty at all because when the referee used I me, mean, it's pretty much the same situation as you, Colin. When the, the referee stopped, you know, and, and we now get there's a VAR check for a penalty, we just uh, rewound it to the last time, you know, the ball was in the box was Partick Thistle, therefore it must be Partick Thistle. There was no inclination in the ground that there was any sort of handball claim, or, or so it was all a bit of a surprise. But as soon as he gets referred to the monitor, you pretty much know what's, what's going to happen. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a surprise, but on our dis- decision again, you know, I've not, I haven't seen any replays. I'm no longer the same as yourself, so I I certainly was out my seat claiming for the Malik Tillman one because uh, Malik uh, obviously takes a bump in the back and and hits the deck. So for me, it's I mean, from where I am, it's it's penalty. So, but 
I, I would bow to uh, David's superior wisdom here and having you know maybe had the benefit of the replay and saying that it was a tad soft, but uh, there. But as Mason said, so was theirs. So, hey ho. <clears throat> See if you see if, if you see the Rangers penalty uh, the the penalty against Rangers, there was a Patrick Thistle player get hit with the hand hit his hand in the in the penalty box as well just about twenty minutes later, and nothing was given for that and and that's the thing you, nobody knows what is a penalty and what isn't a penalty, and it just seems to know sometimes the ball hits your hand it's a penalty and uh, I mean how can you react from a yard away when and and it um Kovac just coming down from jumping i, I mean you're, you're using your arms to jump so there's no way you're it's, it's it's a natural position if you're jumping your arms are near there's no way that you can you can jump and not move your arms and the ball just came down from a yard away and it did hit his hand if, you're, if, it, if the rule is it hits your hand it's a penalty then it was a penalty but if the rule is still that that uh, it's got to be uh, meant that you've got a main handball, then then it's never a penalty because because there's no way Cholak could even move his hand to the ball. It was it was just the ball came to him, and and that's the thing. There needs to be the um, the one if the one's a penalty, the other one should be a penalty. There has to be consistency. Totally agree with you. And I. In fairness to the refs, and I'm not one for giving too much fairness to the refs with their current performances, but the, the rule's a joke. It's it's open for far too much interpretation. Um, it, it, it's hard to, to interpret it. Uh, but at the same time, they need to stick with a position. Each referee has to stick with a position and go back for the full game. I totally agree with you, Davey. Um, but I Colin, I totally agree with you as well. That See, one of the things they need to do with FAR is put it up on the big screens. The, what 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 the decision? If the referees made his decision, they need to put it up in the bright big screens so those people can see what's happening. Because this is the second time I've seen in the last few weeks that supporters haven't a clue what is actually happening. And it, the, the, it was uh, the other week. I suppose it was today as well. I never never seen today, but the other there were people having to look up their phones to find out what was actually happening. And it, it, it's people need to see what's happening, and that'll take out a lot of. The, the, the sort of uh, frustrations of, of uh... definitely and especially when you've got the two big strains at Ibrox I can understand if you don't have a facility for it but when you, when you do have that facility just use it it's nonsense but so Rangers go in 1-0 uh, down at the break and they do um, they do make a couple of changes what what I really thought we were missing was was a bit of drive and a bit of directness um, I thought I agree with you boys that uh, Campbell, Hadji and Tillman, they're far too similar and when they're playing behind Cholak Cholak, he's getting a, a, a big bit of hard time on Twitter but I think he's getting a hard time because we're asking him to do a job that he can't do, he's no Morelos, he's never got to play like Morelos, we, we had the same with Jermaine Defoe, so Mason um, came out of, came on uh, and so did Ryan Kent for Hadji and Campbell and I thought this really sparked Rangers in their life yeah, no, you make a really good point about Cholak. It was something that, that I was, you know, on Twitter at half time and he was getting pelters from from pretty from everyone and I thought it was really harsh because if you you you're Cholak and, and you're coming into the team and you've got, you know, said Tillman, um, Cantwell, 
Hadji, no pace around and no service. Uh, we know Cholak comes alive when the ball comes in the box and he needs service. And if he isn't getting that, um, it can be it can be frustrating. But I thought it, you know it, he was getting a little bit of unfair criticism. Um, yeah, Phil got the, the substitute right. I was surprised to see Ruth. Um, pleased though because I thought he would, you know, he'd be out longer. So it's good to see him on the bench and, and get him forty five minutes today. But but Ryan Kent's the big one. Um, I think. Again, we'll probably, you know, we'll hope he stays uh, come come the end of the season. But I think again, you know, with that performance in the first half without Ryan Kent and someone that is direct and and it pulls two of their players towards him, which he didn't do at all with with any of the the, the three behind Cholak in, in the first half. Um, you just see the change straight away, and there's more space. Um, and and uh, yeah, Bill, Bill got that right. That's what he did get right. I think there was too many changes in, in the first half and in the starting eleven. It was something that that me and the two Davies spoke about on Thursday night whether we would we'd like to see a lot of changes. And I think that you know me me and David T were, were, were in the same saying we wanted to go strongest team. We haven't got a lot of games uh, midweek now, so I was surprised to see the amount of changes. Um, but yeah, look, glad glad he, he got it right and, uh, you know, we got the equaliser early because I felt like it was becoming a real frustrating evening. Uh, David P, when you've got Alfredo Morelos on the bench and we're lacking the hold-up play, we're lacking a bit of physicality, I'm really surprised to not see him come on at half-time. And I agree with Mason, I'm surprised it was came out of. I, I, I totally understand Ryan Kent uh, coming on, and I think that was the right call. Uh, I think Ruth did have an impact in the game, but were you surprised to see him come on at halftime instead of Morelos? Uh, well, not really, Colin, because I was of a view that, you know, we're playing Partick Thistle and we should be able to give, you know, some of the guys who need some game time, some game time. So I was very much of the view, and as Mason's just said, we discussed this you know, uh, during the week that we would be looking forward to getting some minutes into the legs of guys who haven't been appearing that frequently. But uh, clearly it would appear, and, and David just made the point, maybe that we overdid it. Uh, so, and and I think when Kent come back on, you know, he, I think obviously words were, were you know, some instruction was provided at halftime and they certainly responded to that. But I think when Kent comes on, he is much more direct and you could see that he immediately made an impact in terms of going at them. Kemar Roof, I thought, was kind of on the fringes. Did he do any better than, you know, Hadji? Well, he probably did do better than Hadji, but Cantwell, I thought Cantwell was uh, was doing okay. So, uh, but they, they they certainly stepped up a couple of notches in the second half. And as, as Mason's just said, I think getting the, the equaliser quite early in the second half kind of settled us down a touch and we were all kind of hopefully looking forward to Rangers rolling a few in but it, it didn't quite go to script that in, in that sense so uh, but I was I was quite pleased you know that we we get some of the players you know we get Hadji you know 45 minutes we get Kemar Roof on and what we did find out was that we've just had another wee peek at what the Rangers defence looks like when Connor Goldson isn't there and it ain't good. It's not pretty. So if if it's nothing else, that that performance will just serve as a wee reminder of exactly what Connor Goldson uh, brings to us. I saw him you know, on the pitch at halftime warming up, and I was thinking, God, we just get Connor back on there. It's uh, I just feel a whole load better about the world when when he's there because I, I just feel more secure. It's my wee comfort blanket. 
<laughs> it's just like having a big cuddle around you when you see Connor Golson at the centre half. And yeah, uh, much, I yeah. totally agree with you. Um, David E. Ruth um, had a, had an impact in Cholak coming on. I think, um, as I said before, Cholak. You can argue where he, he has whether he should be looking to improve his game in terms of the hold up and dribbling and stuff. But in my opinion, where he is right now, he's a penalty box striker. So having came out of play play off and play further forward, play closer to him, I think that really helped. And eventually, we got the goal with with Cholak. What's your thoughts on these two strikers? Because I, I think overall. The overall majority of the podders see Morelos as a number one striker between now and the end of the season, and I think rightly so. But what's your thoughts on Tony Goals and came out of? Well, as soon as Roof came on, um, he got a good ball through the middle for from Kent, and he ran mm. through on his own. And actually, if he'd have seen Cholak, he could have squared the ball to Cholak, and Cholak would have had an empty net to, to, to rush it into. Unfortunately, he tried to shoot and put it past the post. So, um, yeah, Cholak, yeah, as you said, he's, he's never going to be a Morelos. He's never going to be able to do the job that Morelos does. I think it's possibly better if, if, if somebody's up top with him. It will give him more room. But um, if, if we're going to keep playing the same style, then it's going to be difficult to fit, to fit Cholak in because he is, he is a goal scorer and uh, he doesn't do an awful lot apart from that. I think he tries to do it, but he's just not... It's just not his thing, and uh, Alfie, he, he he just shoves people out the road, and he's he's always getting mixed in the mix with it. And no, yeah, it's not Cholak's game, but Roof, on on his game, Roof is, is a super player. He's absolutely brilliant. The thing is keeping him fit, and that's it. But if we can keep Roof fit, it's another top class striker we've got, and that'll be that'll be Tillman, Roof, and and. Morelos, uh, that'll be and Raskin. I'll even put him into the mix for that as well, because he was absolutely brilliant today as well. And especially in the second half, when when he whenever we sort of speeded up, he was. Uh, I think I think he knew it was nearly falling asleep in the first half. We try to try to wait in uh, Kamara and and Barisic uh, giving him the ball, but uh, no, he 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 made some difference in the second half as well. Just you could see. He wants wants to pass far quicker. He's he's very good at passing. He's had few uh, 50, 60 yard passes that, that landed right on the toes. It was uh, no, I was really happy with him as well today. I thought I thought uh, thought he was really good as well. Uh, and he ruled he, he ruled the midfield. He, t- he took the midfield over. Absolutely did, and uh, I want to get the other gentleman's thoughts on Rashin as well. But just the last point on on Ruth and Joe, like, uh, you've made a really good point there, Davy, that. We we do need more than Morelos between now and the end of the season. We can't just rely on him. He played ninety minutes every game uh, at his full full capacity. Came out with such a talented striker, and he can't play every week. Right, we know his body won't allow him, but we need to be getting minutes to him and getting an impact, which we did today. Same way, Antonio Cholak, it's. Uh, he's maybe third in the pecking order, but he will contribute with goals, and we will need goals here and there, even if it's coming on and getting a third or a fourth to kill games off. That's what it does, and I think we need to start finding a way of changing the game plan. When we're chasing goals, we can't just swap like for like. But on on Nicholas Rashin, um, his first start for Rangers, Mason, I'll, I'll come to you. This is what we've been wanting, uh, a midfielder who... 
there is a bit of dynamism and number eight. He can pass, he can run. Um, he's, he's, he was buzzing about there. And it's just, I've not seen that, that many energy um, in one of your midfielders in a long, long time. Not, not just that, Colin, but he can pick a pass out as well. Uh, and what, what I like about, about Raskin is every time he got the ball today, he tried to play forward. Now, it might not come off, but that makes a huge difference to, to, to our midfield because at times when you've got Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara, we've seen far too many times it's it's five, ten-yard passes, sideways, backwards. I thought Glenn Kamara today done it far too too often. And at times he was trying to get the ball to, to Raskin so Raskin could play forward instead of trying to do it himself. Um, which is frustrating, but it will come onto the goal, uh, Colin. I'm sure, but the ball he puts in for the goal is is top top draw, um, and that's what I mean. Again, our centre midfielders haven't done that enough this season, but he gets across the the, the, the grass so quickly. Um, second balls today, he was he, he was there, and I, I just think you know that's someone that hasn't played a, a lot of football in the last couple of months. That when he does get in this team, I don't see him coming out. Um, so I think it'll be interesting who. Bill ends up sort of picking his best eleven and, and who he bases it on, but I think it, it will definitely be Raskin in there when, when he gets back. And I think it's a really good signing. And you say I've done a lot of sort of reading about him, and, and, and you know he spent obviously his whole career um, at Stanley Age, but he's had some some big big clubs linked with him in the past, and I think we, we're seeing sort of segments of that. You just hope he settles and, and he goes from from strength to strength. But um, if you're asking me now, and I know it's a bold statement, but I think looking at that game in a couple of weeks, I think Raskin is a must in that. Davey P, what's your thoughts on, on Raskin and particularly his involvement in the goal? Um, we, we've no seen, I find a big criticism towards Rangers um, over the last couple of years. We've not had enough goals for midfield and I, I would argue <laughs> you don't necessarily need midfielders to be hitting a number, but I find they need to be involved in more goals, if that makes sense. So if they're not getting the goals themselves, they do need to help create a bit more and it's a lovely ball in fair action and a good finish with Jolak as well. Yeah, I think uh, as for the reasons Mason's just uh, you know listed, you know, he will take the ball, he immediately is, his first thought is go forward, he will ping a pass, he will also run 20, 25 yards with the ball, you know, looking for an opening, creating, you know, angles for him to deliver a, a ball. You know, so you know, I was I was very impressed with uh, Raskin today. You know, it was for for a start. You know, he's clearly met these boys. You know, last week for the first time. Uh, it, it will take a wee while, I think, for Beal to work out. You know what the best mix is, but I think you know, as as Mason's just identified, Raskin's going to be a first pick in this team. He's not come to uh, to do the rotations thing. This boy is uh, he's going to play. Uh, I, I just thought his use of the ball was excellent. You know, his uh, tackling, you know, standing up to, you know, some of the you know, fairly feisty uh, tackles that Thistle were putting in. So, no, excellent. I, I thought he was probably just below Malik Tillman because Malik Tillman was the, was the standout for me, but uh, Nicholas Raskin was, was certainly second. Malik Tillman certainly stood out in more ways than one. Um, so, I'm sure we've all got an opinion on it and um, um, I'm interested to see as we discuss this, discuss this what the thoughts are in the comments. Um, give your general general opinion. I put a poll up on Twitter asking if it was the right decision or not and it was kind of split down the middle. So for anybody who's been living under a rock for the last six years, um, Malik Tillman does go down. Um, 
goes goes down with a knock and the ball and Rangers put the ball out of play. After a minute or so, he's back up. Partick Fist will take the throw in, throw it back to the centre half who tries to clear it up to uh, give the ball back to Rangers. Malik Tillman, full of piss and vinegar, um, presses the centre half, takes the ball off him, rounds the keeper. Lovely bit of footwork actually to um, keep it away from the um, non-coming Fistle charge and he makes it 2-1 to Rangers. Party Fissel go mental. Uh, there's a bit of a stramash between Fissel and Rangers players. Eventually, Michael Beale speaks to Tav and Rangers let Party go up and equalise. Um, well, I say Rangers. Um, <laughs> Alan McGregor very nearly um, went in a kind of one-man rogue. I want to get everybody's thoughts on it. David T, kick us off. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, I think when, they, I mean, I, I don't think many people saw it, but Beal came, came away with a good answer. And it was that um, Malik Tillman never knew what was happening. He was down injured in the ground. And he wasn't facing the direction that uh, the, the incident happened at the Rangers. The Jolite put the ball out. He never knew what happened after that. So uh, Tillman was just injured in the ground, got up, knew that they, there was, they, they, they had taken a throw in, but he had no idea that they, they had put the ball out because he was injured. So he just got up and thought, I've got to press. So he got up and he pressed the... the, the the Patrick Thistle player who miscontrolled the ball and it, it bounced about two yards in front of him, maybe three yards in front of him, and Tillman went nicked in and took the ball and ran through and eventually put it into the goal. As you say, lovely footwork put it into the goal. But I think when, when Beal uh, cleared it up, that, that Tillman never knew actually what was happening and that's why he nicked in and took the ball away. And it is, it's quite... Uh, what happened after that? I don't know whether you want me to go on with uh, what happened after that. The Patrick Thistle could run through on, on their goal. Aye, so basically that's probably going to be the biggest stopping point tonight. Was that the right call to do that, Davey? For me, well. For, for me, it is. It's, uh, I, I think, uh, as I say, I think don't think Tillman knew it. He certainly never meant to do it, to be unsportsman what, uh, like and I think we all got the call right. That uh, I think he got the, the, the team wrong that started the game. 
I think you get this decision right. I think it was in it, the good thing to do, the sportsman thing to do. I've never seen it done before in a, in a, uh, a professional game. I've seen it done in amateur games. So it, it was new. And it would have been better if it didn't happen, didn't have to happen. But uh, no, I think I think it was a... Uh, but I mean, that, that that young boy that took the ball through and scored, he he, he can always say now he scored at Ibrox, so he'll, he'll be made up. <laughs> I genuinely thought Alan McGregor was just going to take the half and take the ball off him, and um, that would have added a, a, certainly another dimension to it. Um, I, I thought he was going to kick it off him and, and <laughs> put it out for a corner. <laughs> Mason, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, look, it, at the time, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, I was praising Tillman, but but you sort of, you know, understand it absolutely. I think it's the right decision. Uh, you, you know, I get, I, I totally get people saying no team in Scotland would, would do that for us. I totally get that argument, but that's what puts us, uh, you know, aside to any other team in Scotland. And I think the manager has got it spot on. And I think some of the comments have been a little bit unfair on him, to be honest. I think, you know, it's, I've heard of a lot of what ifs today. Well, what if it costs us a place? A lot of people saying he's got a loser's mentality for doing yeah, it. And I think that's, for, for a Rangers manager who's unbeaten, by the way, he's got a loser's mentality. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's on the mark at all. Walter Smith would have done exactly the same thing, Colin, uh, today. He'd have done exactly the same thing. Now, there was an incident. The last time I can remember this happening was um, a few years ago. I don't know if, if the you know people remember uh, it, Villa. Was it uh, not Villa? Was it Villa and Leeds? They were going for Lamp- no Spygate. It was uh, Derby and Leeds were going going for in the championship with, with Lampard, and uh, Leeds scored a real exactly the same thing today. Exactly the same thing happened, and um, Bielsa at Leeds made him go and and and, and do what Bill done today. It, 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 happen, it doesn't happen a lot, but that is the sportsmanship thing to do. And I think Bill's got it absolutely right. Um, agree with David T. Spot on. He got his team wrong today, um, but that one he got he got spot on. So um, yeah, I think I think again. But Colin, just say some of the comments have just been absolutely nuts. Um, to call him a loser and a, all the rest of it is it, it, mental. Yeah, I'm getting notifications through already um, that my follow follow account has now been uh, deleted, and I'm no no longer welcome because I'm I'm agreeing with um, Davy P. Oh, can, can I just say I, I seen on there um, people asking if we, we would do it against Celtic. I wouldn't give Celtic the steam off my piss, so that's uh, that's the answer to that one. So we don't do it against Celtic. <laughs> Davy P, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think I'm going to be in the minority of one here. So, I from their behaviour from the get-go, the Partick Thistle goalkeeper, you know, who was wasting time, you know, from from the from the get-go, from the outset, they uh, they had five players booked during that game. They had two players booked in one incident when they're trying to haul Rangers players down because Rangers are breaking, you know. So, I'll not be giving any taking any lectures in sportsmanship from Partick Thistle because they routinely cheat. So why did they then chase Malik Tillman? If they thought that the ball should have been returned to them, why did they pursue him when when, when Malik Tillman collected the ball? So I, I'm, I'm not having it. So if they would see if they want to be sportsmen, then, then it starts from the first whistle. And the goalkeeper who was cheating from the outset <clears throat> doesn't do that. So they can't, you know, play it. They can't be hypocritical and say, oh, but that's unsportsmanlike. 
wasting time at every opportunity during the game is is, is unsportsman shit. That's cheating. So when they get it returned to them, they should suck it up. I I was incandescent with rage with Michael Beale when he he told the players to let them go up the park and score. I was screaming abuse at the guy from from the club deck because I would I would not have done that. I would not have done that because I think it's it's a two way street sportsmanship. When it's you know they do it, then we will do it. So that when the ball is played, you know, if they were going to be sportsmen about it. So when the throw-in gets, gets knocked out at their box, and then Partick Thistle's idea of sportsmanship is that they then return it to the guy who's going to, going to knock the ball to Rangers' eighteen-yard box to return the ball to us. If they were going to be sportsmen, they should have put the ball straight out the park where Rangers put the ball out the park, rather than it being 50, 60 yards up the park. So they, they can't have the sportsmanship both ways. So they, they, were they being sportsmen and, and playing, putting the ball, returning the ball to Rangers 60 yards away from Rangers uh, gave up possession for them? Sorry, I'm not having it. I was absolutely raging. At that game today, I, the steam was shooting out my ears and I was screaming at him because he was on the touchline. And I was, you know, I just, I wouldn't be doing that. The sportsman, please, that's, uh, and, and we say Rangers don't do that. You know, we're, we, we have got a club who have to maintain standards. Well, here's one of the standards we should maintain is that we do unto others as others would do unto us, but just do it first. So th- do you think they would have, they would have done this? it would have been returned to us. It wasn't returned because they were quite happy to knock the ball 60 yards up the pitch when the ball went out at their 18-yard box. So can't have it both ways. It was a perfectly good goal and uh, I wouldn't have done it. Obviously, um, I've um, I've tried to well-publicise uh, Michael Beale's interview on here and I think we've put to bed Michael Beale ever returning to the podcast because he'll be fucking terrified of AVP um, after the day and I don't quite blame him. Um, listen, I'll put my, my terms worth in and I'm, I'm, I'm a football fan, I'm fickle, I'm allowed to be fickle and I get the argument, what if this, what if that, but we need to go with the information we've got. If if we'd lost to Partick Thistle today because of that, I'd be fucking furious. Absolutely. But we didn't. We've came away and we've we've won. So um, I'm kind of taking the higher road. And I know that makes me a hypocrite or whatever, but football, you, you, you do base you do base on what happens and your emotions are based on, on the outcome. Having now known the outcome, we we're a level above party vessel. We, we are, and I, I get the whole sportsmanship goes two ways, but we shouldn't need to lower ourselves to their level just to beat them. I'm probably more frustrated that we we only beat them by one goal, um, and I don't know if that's maybe playing into my into my, my take on it. Where my biggest frustration for today is how we started that first half. The the lineup we went with, how the players applied themselves, the the, the subs, um, and just the, the performance on the park. That's probably why I'm a bit more fris- frustrated. Um, I think it's the right call, but I want to caveat that and put my my hands up and say, if we go beat three two, then I'm probably saying something else, and that is just life of a football fan. Colin, just just on that, sorry, 
it should have been a red card to the to the, the tackle on Tillman in the first place. It should never have got to that. It was a, the boys left one on him on his ankle, and it could have been a real <clears throat> sore one for Tillman. So the referee and, and VAR, he shouldn't he shouldn't even come to that. He, he should have been a red card. And I know uh, Tavernier obviously missing a penalty today, but if, if you if you watch it back, uh, party fistful players in the box before Tavernier hits the ball. Now the rules are that that needs to be retaken. So again, you know, it's just VAR. Again, and, and the referee, but it shouldn't even have got that to that point today. But it just, you know, it did, and and, and you know, the decision been made. Luckily, it didn't cost us. I know, and luckily, it does the like, cost us Mally Tillman for the rest of the season because it's um, like it's absolute butchery that the refs allow other teams to set up against strangers. And um, that could have been a really. It, it took a couple of saw ones. Um, let's be honest, there's no being around the bush, and um, I'm just glad that uh, he's all right. Um, but I'm just reading through the comments, and I think in the comments there's probably more edging towards um, we, we shouldn't have done it, and very much the um, the attitude of fuck them and fuck everybody else in Scotland, and I totally get behind that. Um, I do, um, but at the same time, I, I quite like um, I quite like Michael Beale talking about the standards um, of Rangers and try up uphold them, and somebody's dog in the background totally agrees with me, so. <laughs> Moving on. Colin, can I just say can I just say one thing as well over that? Just think what would have happened to Tillman if it, the, they they hadn't done that. Uh, that would have he would have been called a cheat all over the place. He would have, he would have had to live with with the, all the muck that would have been thrown up against him. It's getting the boy out a a, 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 a difficult situation and. I, I think it's it's right. I, I think Bill made a decision for the for the team for the boy as well, and not just the uh, just to help Patrick Thistle. Let's not be out in the bush, Davy. Like he's going to be in the papers tomorrow, being called on that anyway. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What really frustrates me is that when Celtic done it to us. In the old firm game last season, Robbie McCrory, like a bit of naivety for Robbie McCrory, but they didn't use the ball back. And not a word was said. They're going to drag this out for right up until the cup final, and it's why I implore everybody: don't get your news for the Daily Record. <laughs> like, come uh, listen to your news show in the mornings um, or go elsewhere. Um, at Colin, so, Colin, can I just come in there? Seeing yep. on, on David's point there about uh, letting Tillman off the hook. I wouldn't be pandering to cheats because they they can't play the you know the sportsman card whenever it suits you know whenever they've, they've conceded a goal and then say Rangers aren't very sportsmanlike so well after you sir after you that I would be returning the serve so uh, for us to you know try and you know put ourselves in some sort of moral high ground by not being as uh, big a cheats as they are. I, I, Rangers didn't cheat. We we played to we played the game to the rules. So you could say, well, it's going against the spirit of it, you know, and, and you know whatever that means. Say, well, you were doing that from the first minute, going against the spirit of, of you know sportsmanship. So I wouldn't be uh, having any truck with those guys whatsoever. And I would, what they think of Malik Tillman, I could not care less. No, I totally agree. I don't care and. It's like I'm very open with what I think in the mainstream media. That's why we're on, on a podcast. Um, it's probably a couple of different points here: uh, how we apply ourselves and how it's going to be. It, 
the outrage, the, the fake outrage that's going to ensue over the next couple of weeks, I just can't be fucked with that. I'll be absolutely honest. But on Malik Tillman, because this isn't a, this isn't the only point um, that we want to finish on him because he's magic. Give him the ball and he'll score. Um, Mason, we'll bring you in. We've we've been fairly unanimous in the podcast. Um, I think about want to keep him long term, and each week he just continues to cement that argument. Um, you've seen. He's, I, I think what I really like today is um, he was starting to use a bit of aggression and starting to stand up to the, the physical side of the game. Um, he's never been the quickest, never been the strongest, but he was putting himself about, about a wee bit. Um, and of course, the, some of the passes he plays, the positions he gets into, we've seen his footwork for the, the controversial setting goal. He's just a joy to watch. Yeah, I thought he was best player on the pitch by a country mile today. Uh, yet again, I think that he's getting stronger and stronger each week. I think that at times today it was men against boys when when he's trying to get the ball, you know, off him. His feet, his quick feet, and you just know now when Tillman gets in certain areas uh, down the sides that he's getting across it. And and even at times when it doesn't look favourable, um, he, he's still getting half a yard and he's putting he's putting quality in the box. I think that I'm I'm, I'm actually. You know, there was a period in the season where I was a little bit unsure whether we should pay five, six million for him, but it's an absolute 100% must for me. And the team must be, that forward line now going forward must be built around Malik Tillman in, the, in that number 10 position because I think he's a player that's going to get, you know, at 20 years old, he's, he's only going to get better. And I think next season, I think a year bedding in period of playing for a club like Rangers and in Scottish football, I think next season you'll see the best of him. So I'm really hoping that Bayern Munich can't do anything. There's, there was rumours this week that they, they, they're obviously monitoring him and, you know, rumours that, that he might not be, you know, they might want to keep him, but I'm just praying that we've we've got a deal there in place and, and, and as I say, we, we can build around him because there, even he should have scored at the end to make it 4-2 and how he gets there is just, you know, it's incredible. But, um, it, it, you know, yeah, the, you know, Arebo, I think, I think we've got an upgrade. I think already he, he's scored more goals than Arebo ever did in one season and, and he, he's got his goal involvements are up there as well. So and that's in a Rangers team that, that's not been firing all season. So yeah, absolute must for, for Tillman to stay. And I think um he's only gonna get better uh, uh, you know over the years. David T, there's um, a, a comment in the comment section for regular listener Curry. I'm not saying Tillman is good, but he makes Arebo look like he played with a pair of wellies on and it is exciting if we look at um if we look at Aribo in his first season, he was very inconsistent. He, he showed flashes of his talent, but he did struggle to do it consistently. And Tillman, he, is, he, he really is becoming a, a key player in the backbone of the Rangers team. Yeah, the way, the way he walks around players, I mean, you think he's lost the ball and all of a sudden he's, he's got the ball back and he's, he's, he's off in the, the, the run. And no, it's... It, some people are saying best best player in the country, best midfielder in the country at the, at the moment. And that uh, when he nearly scored at the end up, that would have been the icing on the cake to, for his for his day. It would have been absolutely brilliant if he'd have scored that because he must have been about five people to to get into the position to do it. No, it's just as I say best player in, midfielder in Scotland if he keeps this up and. Uh, 
yeah, it's going to be such an important part. I don't, I, I, I haven't heard anything about Bayern either. Whether Rangers can just pay five million and say, okay, thanks very much. I don't know. I don't know how what, what's on put on the paper if it's a loan uh, on paper to with with a, a sale at the end up then. Uh, but I suppose that would work them both ways because we're hoping that we're not going to buy Sands. So I, I don't know if we've got the same same letters in the same contract. Then then it will be we can't have one not not have the other to be honest. So I don't know how Sands will work either. But um, I, I certainly hope that that uh, that he becomes a Rangers player. The guy David, has so much power. It it does and. Davy P, what I think is really important about getting this deal over the line, uh, some, I, I'm not seeing very many naysayers, but the very few are saying we've got players like Haji, Lawrence, Cantwell, um, Kent Sakala, all different players, all roughly in the same position. So we, we are overloaded there, but I think it's so important that we make him a permanent Rangers player because we're going to make money off him and he is going to, he's going to improve and I, I don't really know where the limit is for, for Malik Tillman. I'll be honest, I'm not to exaggerate, but he is like a really exciting prospect. We, in terms of long term, we need to make sure that we are, we're going to be reaping the rewards. Malik Tillman is, uh, is the real deal because, you know, Haji, uh, Glenn Kamara, you know, lots of our midfielders maybe asking yet to see, but they've all got a kind of quality moment in them. Malik has a quality moment every game he plays. Sometimes it's one touch where we knock through. Sometimes it's 10 touches and he beats three guys. And what has been impressive and what was impressive today is that he's he's acclimatised to the physicality that he's up against. And he's now, you know, ready for it. And, you know, as, as we saw in the second half today, he's quite prepared to dish it out as well. So he, he's he's just grown accustomed to the environment of the SPFL and he's absolutely thriving. They are fucking terrified of him. And uh, there was one wee moment on the touchline just in front of the enclosure when he nutmegged two of them within about five seconds when he was having a wee ding, a wee passing moment we we need you know, we were well up our pitch, but the guy has got it in spades, man. And uh, as, as David says, the, the the goal at the end, see if he'd have finished that off, that that would have been a goal of the season. I mean, that would because he, he was, they were uh, coming at him in waves. He just danced round about them, pinged it past the next one, the next one, and, and got the shot away, which the keeper saved. And but uh, <clears throat> Malik. And, and the, the the tackle that he put put in on the touchline as well, you know, I like Tillman because and if Bayern Munich uh, do the dirty honours for this one, I'll be go, I'll be going to Munich and I'll put every one of their windies in. David Peach is starting a single handedly starting a war against Michael Beale, Bayern Munich, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, how, how, how come I've got a, a picture in my mind of John Cleese? Doing his German thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not not a German thing necessarily. It's just that they they if they have a this the last say on Malik Tillman becoming a Rangers player, well, that would go well. Aye, God help them. God help them if you get a hold in them. Um, last couple of points we'll, we'll finish on, gents. There's a couple of questions uh, for um, the listeners that I want to come to, but obviously Mason finishes off quickly with um, the, the goal, which is credited to uh, James Sands. Um, 
uh, a decent ball. And towards the end of the game, Rangers were starting to continue to use their aggression, um, be a bit more direct. We were just night and day compared to the, the first half. Still know where we want to be, but much better. And we finally got the got our rewards. The first time we put in a, a bit of quality in the box from a set piece all game, to be honest, I thought our set pieces today were really poor, especially from, from Tavernier. He, he didn't beat the, the first man all game. I thought we had a really, really poor game today. Tav- Tav- I think if you're going to make that many changes, I think Devine probably should have played. Um, I could understand Tavernier starting, you know, if, if if everyone's in there and you're going strong team and going for it. But I think Devine's actually got a shot to, 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 to get a start. But you know that's coming away from from the goal. Glad we, we won it in in ninety minutes because uh, as David T was enjoying it, I, I was really looking forward to that that final whistle and I was desperate. We we got a winner and we got a little bit of luck, but I think from the pressure we put on Partick Thistle in that second half, I think it was um, you know well deserved. But um, yeah, look, you know, glad to see us be a little bit more threatening from set pieces when we we put in good deliveries and uh, and you know we got our rewards in the end and it was a case of getting getting in the next round with with a win. David T, what's um what's your thought on, on Dav? Um uh, it's got a um got a comments for the listeners saying that uh, ranging between he's done, he's not a captain, he's um he needs a rest, um, I think he's just shit out of form and obviously missing the penalty too. Um I think I, I think if we were going to rest him it would have been today because for 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 next week onwards, we're going to need to build a bit of momentum and a bit of consistency with the same team in preparation for the final. I don't see them uh, making way for Adam Devine uh, between now and the cup final. I don't see it. I don't see Bill uh, dropping them now. As, as you say, if, if it was going to be, it would have been today. But I mean, I, I don't think Tav's been, been that bad, really. I, I, I think people are thinking that he's a lot worse than he is. The one thing I'll say about the penalty, if you watched Tavernier taking penalties recently, he's been going a lot down, down the middle. So it was just, if, if anybody studies Tav taking penalties, it's mostly either on the right-hand side or down the middle. So it's, it's quite easy for a keeper to, to, to just think, well, I'm, I'm going to just stand here. And is it 50-50 whether I get the, whether I get the luck and, get the, and stop the ball? But I, I don't know. I mean, there's more and more players doing that, just hitting the ball down the middle. So, uh, really, there should be more and more keepers just going to stand and, and, and catch the ball when it comes. So, no, nah, but, um, yeah, I, I don't see that. Tavs, Tavs, I mean, I mean, he's not a captain. I, I don't know why why he's not a captain. He's as good a captain as anybody else. Then the team, who else would do it? Connor Golson? Okay, possibly. No, I think Tavernier. I mean, we've never, we've never had a, a fullback that scored more than a hundred goals. He's got, he's got now we're heading towards a hundred up there anyway. So I mean, we've never had a, a, a right back that can do that. Never. I mean, Sandy Jardim is probably a, a, a far better player. But, I mean, he never get near a hundred goals either. So no, I, I, I don't know. We, we can, we can. It maybe isn't that defensive, but you, you can't um, blame him for. Poor defence when he's scoring goals uh, every every other week. It's it's it's, it's what, or one or the other. I, I know defence is is the main job for a for a fullback, but the way we are playing is that we're we're, we're playing two men against one forward. And it, what we haven't mentioned was the, the boy Graham nearly nearly catching McGregor out with the 
Well, it wasn't really a lob. It was a shot that hit the top of the net. McGregor was a bit stranded about the penalty area. Never, we never talked talk about that Aye, one. Because I'm, I'm still fucking wiping my ass for that. I'm the other end of uh, the stadium <laughs> and I shit myself. I thought it was going in. Um, I generally did. But, <laughs> Davy P, um, I'll get your thoughts on Tav and then um, Mason, I'll let you finish us off with that. Um, I don't think Tav in here has been as bad as what people make it. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, yes, he can do better, but he's been very on par with, the, with most of the, the Rangers team. I wouldn't say he's been any worse or any better for the majority of the season as your John Lundstrom's or your Ryan Jacks or Ryan Kamara's, um, even your Ryan Kent. Um, I think he's always got to have this great role element. We've had it for a long time with him and I think people are going to start to ever shake that off. Um, I don't think he's been as terrible as what people may know. Aye, the penalty has to do better. Um, but I don't see him making way for Adam Devine anytime soon. Um, I'll reiterate, today would have been the day if they were. Well, as luck would have it, or maybe as bad luck would have it from Tavernier's case, the chat in the club deck today was, what has happened to James Tavernier? Because I thought Tav was poor today. And there was one wee uh, incident where you'd seen the number of times Raskin was collecting the ball in the centre circle, you know, get his and then pinging it out right for Tavernier to uh, to get forward. There was one ball where he kind of knocked it 10 yards in front of Tav, and Tav didn't reach the ball. When he had played the ball in, you know, exactly into the path where Tavernier, you would, who's got, now got acres of room, would have been bursting forward and, I, and, and didn't manage to catch the ball. So Raskin then, you know, kind of took a couple of yards off it, and then every other ball to Tavernier is just straight to his feet or a yard or two in front of him. So he was compensating, you know, for Tavernier's inability to get up the touchline, and he had acres of space to do it. Uh, so, and Tavernier, I, I, I just, I'm all season, I think. And I don't know what, the, the, this, his stats are unbelievable. You know, for a right-back, phenomenal. His stats this season aren't. So something has happened. Either he, he's, he's injured, he needs a rest, he needs a reset. Whatever has happened, something has to change because uh, the Tavernier that we're getting at the moment will not survive. And this is where where we need, you know, Michael Beale to be ruthless. So, you know, we don't want the sympathy vote for Tavernier, you know, but he's a really good player and he's scored all these goals for us. This is, a, I want the Tav- a Tavernier that's going to be on his game two weeks from now so that we can uh, go collect that trophy. So the tavernier I saw today and I've saw for the last few months uh, doesn't fill me with confidence. No, Mason, um, I'll let you finish off with your thoughts on it. Um, I, he's not the same player. And I, there's a lot of comments coming in saying he's no looking fit, he's, he's lost a yard of pace, he looks as if he's trying to knock. I do agree with that. I think after the season he had last year, um, I think we need to take into consideration he's made the made the decision wrongly in my opinion now um, with the benefit of hindsight to go and continue training through the break he went to that summer camp in Dubai when in actual fact if we look how much football he played last year and what what effect that's had on him I don't think that's been the right call but um, I, do, you, do you see Adam Devine, even even after the cup final, do you see Adam Devine getting more game time? 
Well, look, <clears throat> I think that, that, that Tav's set such higher standards and we, we're used to, you know, last season he was a top goal scorer in the Europa League. Um, and you look at some of the players that played in it that last season from right back, he was up and down towards the end. He was, he was, un- he was unbelievable, especially the games at Ibrox where we was on the front foot. He, he was arguably, you know, our best player towards the end of last season. But this season he's come back completely different, and, and we all praised him on, you know, pre-season and said, you know, what a machine he, he's 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 um, he's training already a week after, you know, that that, that game in, in, in Seville. But yeah, you look at it now. I think he, he bulked up quite a bit as well. He's in he's in you know physically very good shape, but he does look like he's lost a yard of pace. I think I think this season, you know, he, he's beat a little bit easier. And at times last season, when you get that yard to put a cross in, he's not doing it at the moment. And, and David P makes a really good point. I noticed that today with Raskin as well because. It's a great pop. There's nothing wrong with the pass. That's where your fullback should be. And Barisic does this sometimes. Um, but they, look, they're not getting any 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 younger our fullbacks. And you look at the amount of games, especially James Tavern has played at his time at Rangers. He's he's hardly ever been injured. Um, as you get older, that does start to take his toll. And um, you know, I, I don't know, but today I agree with David P. I thought he was really really poor. I thought you know you're playing against a, a team that from a, a division below. Um, I just thought his, his crossing at times was really poor. His decision making, he, 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 you know, last season he was, making, he was doing things off the bat and, it, and, it, and he weren't thinking about it. Now I see him take a touch and, and then he's thinking where, you know, that's a player that is maybe out of, out of confidence as well. He hasn't had, you know, such a good season. But it, the, game, the game today was for Adam Devine to come in and that's where you rest having it. You know, you rested Connor Goldson, who's, who's a really important player for us. Today was the, the time to rest Tav and uh, just hope that, that, that two weeks' time he, he, he turns it on and and, we, and then we you know start to see the, the Tavernier. But you're right. I think I think Bill's alluded to it a, a couple of times. You know, you know, Devine's breathing down his neck, and, and I think the way that Tavernier's playing at the moment, he definitely deserves a chance. No, totally agree. With you. And it, it may be it may be that we don't really get to see Devine as much as we want to this season. But I find the future's very bright in the full-back positions once um, Yilmaz comes back and Adam Devine looks a player. And um, I'd even say Robbie Fraser um, for the B team. I, I really rate him the left-back. Um, so I do think um, we, maybe next season we'll be much more excited with seeing these boys play a bit more, hopefully. So, Davey, here you go. Yeah, see, see, one thing I want to bring up, we'll get back to your asking. Um, I hope that Beal doesn't tie him to the, the standard in Conor Golson's uh, feet because you've seen the difference today when he was playing about 20, 30 yards further up the park. It was uh, the, the difference from the first half when he, when he was playing at that, that deep line, midfield uh, again and... The second half, he was really 20, 30 yards further up the park. And I hope that's the, the, the way we play him. And I hope that he's not tied uh, by Beal to, to play that deep lion role because virtually we don't need it. Because Connor Golson's great at bringing the ball forward himself. So I hope that, that that's one thing I wanted to, to bring up. No, it's, and I think we've seen a different type of player in Raston today for what we already have. And that's should Camwell and Raston, they both do things that the current Rangers, the existing Rangers players can't do. And we need to continue adding that. We need to, we can continue just to have like for like and somebody coming off the bench to do the same job at a lesser standard. We need people to be adding value in different ways. Well, I think this is, this is just the start of the rebuild, isn't it? So. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, you can see we're asking if he gets better players in with him. 
then uh, that'll mean uh, I mean today now for me Kamara was the biggest disappointment now and and to, and on the field today because he just didn't, wasn't up to speed and I think if Raskin gets better players next to him then uh, and more forward thinking players then then he'll, he'll be a great player as well. Totally agree and so it is. Um... You know, we might have started this pod a wee bit uh, frustrated at times with this um, performance, but certainly looking promising. So as so, um, I'm going to come to you for your man in the match, and uh, we'll start wrapping up, folks. But just before we do, um, just a kind of update on what's happening with the pod this week. So on Wednesday, we will have um, the Premier League show. Myself, Mason, and I think Jamie Royals will be talking about everything that's happening in the. Uh, Top League in England. Uh, Monday to Friday in the mornings, um, you'll have one of us bringing your, your daily news um, wherever you get your, your podcasts. And in the next month or so, um, look out for some more 10 questions and best 11s. We've got quite a few recorded that we're just releasing as and when. Um, I would shout out if you, anybody fancies doing the 10 questions or coming on to talk about their best 11s get in touch with the podcast and um, we've got a few cracking teams um we want to get as many as we can and a nice wee like a wee teaser for you is um two of the ten questions that are going to be coming out. Modest Ross and Graham Roberts, former Rangers players, both came on and done a couple of cracking interviews. So that's um enough for me um kissing my own ass uh, for the pod. I'm going to come to my my three lovely guests for tonight. Um Going to ask you for a goodbye, gents, and your man of the match. Kick us off, David Pollock. I think you already know who my man of the match was. Uh, it's Magic Malik. He was uh, the boy was superb. Uh, I just, I, I, we have to sign this guy. Uh, so I think we maybe just have to start collecting the ginger bottles now. If it's five million quid, then uh, we just start getting down the back of the couch. Every penny counts. We have to sign this guy. Absolutely, aye. Um, I can't agree more, and it's. I think we can just go up and paste the Malik Tillman se- segment uh, between now and the rest of the season. Just fucking sign him. Um, that's it. That is the message, and I don't see that changing. Um, thanks for coming on, Mason Stewart. No, thanks for having us, Colin. Thanks, boys, and thanks for all the listeners as always. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get a full ass here, but. But Tillman, for me, closely followed by by Raskin. I thought he was, you know, making his debut. Uh, he was close behind. And, and the most exciting thing about them two is um, Tillman's 20 and Raskin's 21. And if we can sign Tillman, there's two players that we've brought in um, under, you know, Bill's uh, new, new reign uh, that are very, very good age, sellable assets and uh, midfield players that can add goals and assists, which we've all been screaming out for for a long time. So the future is looking bright. Um, if we can get Tillman signed on. The future's bright, the future's Tillman. Uh, he's also my man in the match for today. Uh, even the, I don't know if there's a wee bit of a get-out-of-party thistle as well into that. Um, I think Nicholas Rashton had a real good game, but Tillman was just a level above. Are you making it a full house, David T? Yeah, definitely. It's only one, only one you can really pick today. It was... Uh... I, th- I think a, a special mention for McGregor as well. McGregor's taken a lot of stick in the last uh, wee while, but and he, as I say, he had two saves today that uh, that that saved us really been more. They've been two 0 down at half time, so we mentioned for him. 
and um, even even although without that that shot that he was uh, caught off his line, <laughs> that, that even though the, 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 he still deserves a wee a wee shout. Um, I just wondered. I, I said there would be five goals last week as well, so I, I wonder if I'm getting that. Am I getting the five goals? But uh, unfortunately, I said we all be for Rangers. But uh, no. Um, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, I'll obviously tell me and Raskin close behind. I think we've seen uh, enough today to be really happy, really happy with it. And to, to, to think as well that Red fans only young as well, so and he's still to come back from uh, from injury. Although it, it seems to stay at three weeks. Every time that he, somebody asks Bill, uh, when will he be back? It seems to be three weeks. So I think it's been like that for about 40 weeks. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> it's a new seven to ten days um, for Jordan Rosser to enter, but there we go. Um, after all the drama of that cup tie, we've managed to agree in something in the end. Um, thank you all for joining, and thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with you through the week. Until then, take care. <laughs>